Welcome back, everyone, to the Negative Balance Podcast. You know who it is. It is your host, Sean Williams. I'm back with another episode. It's episode three. You know, I'm just trying to get as much episodes out for you guys, but it is what it is. So today we have a special one. You know, it's, it's a, like you could say it's like a Busso invasion. I know I got a, another Busso member, another person on the team with me. I got Josue with me today. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Jose Sulubica. I mean, simply put, I'm a communications director for the Buzo Club. I'm also a second year student at York for the Buzo program. All right, all right, man. Yo, it's been it's been gr- great for you to <laughs> come on the show today. I know, like you and me, we talked, and you know, you you like expressed interest on you know some of the podcasts I do outside of Negative Balance as well. So I'm glad you're here, man. Just it's gonna be fun. And today, we're going to talk about something that's kind of been the main topic of 2020, you know, just COVID. I mean, COVID-19, mm-hmm. you know, no one can yeah. run away from this, but we're going to talk about it, but also just in a more business aspect, you know, business's role in COVID-19, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. How has it shown its ugly head, as I would put it, honestly? <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah so... We're going to get into that, but before we do, guys, I know I've been behind on episode two. Something happened with my other guests. Long story. Maybe I'll tell it in a later episode, but it's cool, but I will be dropping that sooner than later, and for all the people who missed episode one with Professor Sonia Scott, that is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts, so you guys can go check those out if you want to access all the episodes. The link is in our bio. There's a link tree click to that but um yeah so you ready man yeah for sure yeah so business now with COVID-19 it's just been really crazy you know just everything that's been happening this year what's transpiring you know whether it's the amount of cases or just how the businesses are operating you know with the essential workers I know that was a whole debacle oh yeah right yeah so I mean there's so many things that need to be addressed you know like when it comes to small businesses you know a lot of them are shutting down because you know they don't have the resources or they don't have like the the financial support by the government you know and it's just it's just kind of been this whole a versus b this one side versus another side just kind of going back and forth right but you know there's also some people who say like well you know what this is kind of necessary because you know it this was random and you know there has to be specific measures taken to it right so I do want to ask you, like, you know, what do you think, like, in terms of, like, the government? I mean, when people hear government, I know so many people would just think negative. But, like, let's just t- take a pause for a moment for anyone to start blasting them. Because, honestly, I-, I will probably do the same thing as well. But <laughs> yeah. what do you think is, do you think there's, like, something the government has done right? Or at least maybe you just feel like, you know, what the government has done. It's just been, like, okay, it's, it's necessary because there's certain things that need to be done. Or has there been something that they haven't done as as a far in terms of the pandemic? So, like, what do you think? Do you think they've done something? Do you think they've done something right? Something wrong? I think, like, when you look at it, really, they've done a lot of things right, especially at the beginning. Um, like everything with the wage subsidies, it, the the CERB and the you know the the financial business support. That was probably one of the main things that mm-hmm. that's really important to note. Because at the beginning, it was like you said, it's a random event. It's like it wasn't planned. It was it just came out of nowhere, and it 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 impacted everyone negatively. Like every so every 
business was shut down, everything shut down, everyone losing money. No yeah. one knew what was going to happen, right? But the government came in and was like, hey, let's, this needs to be done. This money needs to be spent. We need to do this now in order to avoid you know, a bigger financial situation later, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, like you mentioned, CERB and then like CESB as well. I know like there's a bunch of memes because like some people are getting the two confused and you know, that's another issue. Exactly, well, exactly, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I say people, I was one of those people. I, I applied for CERB and I didn't realize, mm. you know, like, oh, it's, it's only for a specific audience. And like the, the, the government were going as far as like, if people don't stop applying for CERB, like, you know, they were making the notion like we're gonna have to throw people in jail, which was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, imagine yeah. like the government pulling up at your doorstep or someone coming in like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're going to jail because you didn't return this money. Like, I mean, come on now, you know, and like this is something I've expressed like on my own podcast before. For anyone that's listening, I have done podcast. I have my own podcast called The Safe. Yeah. I talk about this stuff. And, you know, again, like there's so many good things that the government has done. Right. But, you know, do you feel like they they're just doing what they have to do or is there's other things that they could, you know, implement or there's other initiatives or maybe if not, it's just in the sense that, you know, again, with the CSB, that was for students, but, you know, it was still like, I think how much was it? Like 15, like, was it, I don't know how much was it, 1250 a, a month, I think, for the CSB? It, it was a 1200 a month for students. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I know, like, that was something really good, but, you know, Again, it was only for like extended period of time. So, like, do you think there's more that the government could do? If I mean, like, I'm not actually asking you that if you have an answer, but like, you know, just kind of want to get that conversation flowing. But yeah, I think it's for the time being, it's the right thing to do. But long term, they're gonna need to do a lot more, a lot more, because we we don't know how long this pandemic is gonna be. You know, the uncertainty that comes with the pandemic is it's gonna last us for a really long time. Even people were even talking about vaccine, but even then, what happens, right? That this is our new norm. This is something that we can't really move past. We have, we have to accept it. And what does the government have to do? It's just a matter of, oh, how do we handle it now in order to look to, to move forward with it later on? Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. And, you know, again, like, there's a lot of businesses that are just trying to, like, you know, operate their services. I know for some people, like, with some of the stuff that I'm doing, like, people are sending like care packages, whether it's like, you know, food for people for groceries or just like clothing or whatever that is. And, you know, that's really important. Again, we need to like establish like, you know, this community-based connection, you know, just making sure that everyone just kind of, you know, benefiting from something, you know, it's better to get something than nothing. And again, the government, I mean, they, they tried to do so many things and like, it's not that like we want to blast them for everything, but it's just like, it's very confusing because it's like, we don't know what to think of, you know, we're always wondering like, is it going to get worse? And, you know, is it going to get as bad? You know, we want to make sure that we're all safe and, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, we were talking about business, but now you see how it's like kind of getting into the community aspect because again, it affects. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, man. And, so I mentioned there's small businesses that are kind of struggling, but there also there's businesses that are still operating or you could say thriving from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know? And honestly, I mean, for anyone who kind of knows like the realm of capitalism and how that works on it, <laughs> oh, man. you kind of paint a picture. I mean, there, obviously there's those big monopoly companies that are thriving. I mean, look at Amazon, you know, 
you think something like this would hinder them, it's probably, I would say one of the best things because I don't wish that, but they've been completely fine. And, you know, it just kind of shows how these businesses, how they've been able to just grow so much power and control in their markets. You know, they can just take this as like an advantage for them, you know, it's crazy. So like, I just want to like get your take is like, you know, the result of this, how, you know, these big businesses are thriving. Do you think it has to do with the pandemic or do you believe that, you know, this has just been a pattern that's kind of existed for a, a much longer period? I think more or less businesses, especially like you said, Amazon, large corporations are thriving a lot more. You know, Jeff Bezos, he was always going to be a billionaire, but now he's a billionaire much quicker because of the pandemic. You know? Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's really shown that these large corporations, they kind of rely on like, the, you know, the, the lower class at the same time, they don't really need them to, to really thrive. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy just how like these businesses, they can just look at any bad situation and, you know, just kind of use it as a opportunity. But then like, you have to question these businesses too. Like when is there not a time where like you look at social good over profit, you know, I mean, for anyone who kind of studies like business society and like, you know, just the material from there, businesses and corporations are always looking to maximize profit or where, or it's whether it's shareholder value in that sense. But, you know, it's rare that where you see a business that's just focused on the social good. But you don't really see that. That's not really the dominant view of business, you know? Exactly, yeah. Like, take an example, like corporate social responsibility. Like, look at it. They, they implement that to make you say, oh, look, we're being socially responsible, you know, whether it's making eco-friendly goods or decreasing pollution. But they only say, like, well, if we implement CSR, not only we're being socially responsible – but we're making profit as well. So it's a win-win when truly you're not even focusing on the social responsibility aspect. You're still making money. You know, it's just nothing but a cloak to just cover up, you know, like that just kind of, it just shows like how much businesses just focus. Like, you know, it's not them saying like, it's not that we don't care. It's not, we don't care about the community. It's just like, that's our goal. Our goal is to make money, but you know, when does that goal need to be like you know a constant thing until finally says you know what maybe we need to focus on you know our the other people in the community as well you know what i'm saying no you, you're definitely right in that community like you said like amazon they're not really they're not really looking out for their back condition especially during a pandemic and they're working for a really low wage on top of that in a pandemic you know it begs the question of oh how what well, doesn't really beg the question. It just shows just how far it go, you know, to 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 prioritize the maximization of profit over people. Yeah, man, totally true. And you know, it's it's just kind of shocking to see how everything is just kind of moved online. Whether it's just like you know, getting something online, delivering it, you know, like th that that was common before, but it's been really intensified and ramped up now in the pandemic, you know. And you, you, we have to ask the question as well. Like, you know, what is like, I, one thing I hear about again is like essential workers. Like, you know, these people have to come to work and do this and that. And like, that's a whole debate. Honestly, I can't say I can speak for it because what do I know? I work online, so <laughs> I can't really relate to that. But, you know, I know like maybe from Europe, maybe you can tell me how that works and just as an essential worker, how does that look? And, or maybe just like you believe that certain like certain jobs should have people just to lay down or you could switch to online work 
So it's easier instead of people going out and possibly suffering COVID. That way you're minimizing the case. Maybe you want to talk on that. So, sorry, could you say that again? So like, so like basically, you know how like there's like the discussion about essential workers and you know, just how, whether like, you know, is it actually essential for these workers to come in, you know, and do their jobs? Like maybe I, I like I said, I can't really speak on that, but I don't know if you want to talk about that. Maybe just how you feel on that personal take and maybe also like, what do you think describes as essential worker in this pandemic right now? If you were a business, um, it's, it's really hard to say, but. And again, you have to consider that there are certain jobs that require people to be in person as opposed to being home. You know, these large corporations have the benefit of getting the workers to work from home from a computer as opposed to, you know, a, a grocery store. They, they can't afford having a cashier at home. They, they need that person in there for people to, you know, or, or they need someone to stock the items, to stock inventory, to check inventory. Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's it, it's crazy because in a sense, like, you look at it how just, again, when it comes to these businesses, how they operate, and, again, the need is such where it's hard to say because, again, like, we are just trying to make sure that everything is running smoothly and that we're not really trying to cause any conflict. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're putting people's lives at risk. Because, again, the cases are just getting worse and worse, and you just don't know what's going to happen next. I think we kind of, like, talked about everything, just, like, yeah. like what I prepare. But, you know, I think just, like, for my final take, you know, when it comes to, like, again, business and COVID, I don't, like, honestly, I'm not that, like, like into, like, the top. I'm not really as into, like, what business do. Like, I don't care as much, but I still care about how much they impact like the social economy and like the rest of the community as well. But I do know in a time like this, you know, people are looking to them as like, you know, a huge like piece in just how we're able to get over COVID, whether it is providing small businesses with the resources to stay open, you know, and still operate by the government's standpoint. Again, the connection with the government, that's important. And whether if the businesses are opening like, you know, employment or at least some positions for workers to come in and at least earn like a, like a paycheck and everything as well, you know? And I think it's important that like the issues we mentioned today, like we talk about that these are addressed and that we strive for better, obviously, you know, I mean, I don't know if you want to say anything else, like a final take on this. Um, just for like a final take, I think you're right. Yeah. Just for like final thoughts. I think, similar to what you said we're, we're becoming so dependent on these businesses now because since we're staying home we need certain things to be to be delivered to us because we can't on top of that it's like these these businesses provide us with jobs some people can't find jobs because we're on lockdown or businesses going out of out of out of business you don't have enough people coming in the stores and you know buying stuff and all that yeah, definitely, man, definitely. But um, yeah, I, I think we kind of covered everything, you know. Like, thank you, man, for being on the episode. We we definitely need to get the entire Buso Club on this as well, you know. I, I feel like you know, if we had like multiple voices in here, just be it would be like a whole debate. To be honest, it would just be totally hilarious. But um, 
Yeah, man. I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. Thank you so much for having me. You're right. If we had the whole Buso Club, it would definitely be much better. Yeah. And a much more engaging conversation. Definitely, definitely. But thank you guys for um, listening to the Negative Balance Podcast. I know, you know, from both sides, you know, the audio wasn't the greatest, but it happens, you know. You're going to have those episodes where, you know, you have a little technical difficulties. You just got to keep going with it. So, again, make sure you guys check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. The link is in our bio on Instagram, Uso, your cue. You guys can listen to all our episodes from the past and the ones I'll be dropping soon. Again, forgive me for that. I'm trying to make sure I stay consistent with this. But again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for Josue for joining us. And we'll see you guys next time.